Praise God. Good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. I pray that your day today will be the most amazing Christmas day that you have ever, ever had. And I think we're starting it off in the right way, joining together and focusing on our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, enjoy the celebrations as well. Yeah, enjoy the celebrations. Make it a wonderful, wonderful day. want to welcome everybody, and especially if you're here for the very first time. It's great to have you here with us on Christmas morning. And we want to give you a really warm welcome. And we've got a little gift for you, not just because it's Christmas, but because we have a little gift bag that we give to people on their first visit as their first time guests here with us. So if you're here for the very first time, you can collect that at the information desk, which is just in the cold foyer. And uh, there'll be people there to help you with those gifts. And one other thing just before we get into God's word. Has everybody picked up a, a message note, sermon note this morning? If you didn't, please wave and we'll make sure that you get one. I just want to mention to you about Growth Track, which begins again in January. And Growth Track is all about us as individuals connecting so strongly with God that he is able to reveal to us his purpose for our life. But not only that, Growth Track goes on to a place where we give everybody an opportunity to start to fulfill that God-given purpose. You know, life without having and without knowing what God's purpose is for us is boring. It is when we know God's purpose and when we start to fulfill it that life starts to take on meaning. So Growth Track is all about that. We'll share with you the vision of the church and how you can get plugged in in so many different ways. It starts on Sunday, January the 8th. It runs for four Sundays. There's no charge, of course. There's a free meal included, a free lunch. All you have to do is make sure that you have booked in. We have a, a sign-up sheet at the information desk. So you have this Sunday and next Sunday to get your name down. I'd love to see as many there as possible. If you've done it before, you can come again. Get a refresher course. You'll enjoy it. Praise God. So through this, this month of December, our sermon theme has been this. Who is he? Who is Jesus? And my prayer has been this, and I believe this has been God's heart as well, that we would see Jesus for who he really is. And as I've said throughout this month, perhaps we have needed to erase some thoughts and some understandings that we have had because God has revealed to us something of who his son is that's different. And I don't want us just to gain head knowledge. I want Jesus to become real on the inside. I want him to, to influence and affect every part of our lives. That is how God wants to invade us, invade our lives and be part of everything. In fact, other way around, that we be part of everything God is doing through Jesus. And so I just want to bring this sermon series to a close this morning. And uh, just a short message, 
just a short message that I believe will really speak to our hearts. Can I encourage you? Be here next week. Okay? Be here next week. I and, and Joe, we're going to be in Nepal. We're visiting Pastor Jack, Jenny, and the children, and all the other missionaries. Uh, and, of course, we'll send them your love. But I've asked um, Bernie Shim to speak for us next Sunday. Wonderful brother in the Lord and so sold out for God and, and you will love what he's got to say. So we're starting a new sermon series next week. All throughout January, we're going to be talking about taking stock. We're going to be doing some positive, healthy assessments of our lives to make sure that we are on God's course. And so we kick that off next week and Bernie will be bringing God's word to us. But, so please be here and, and cheer him on, encourage him, He'll in, and, and make sure you enjoy it as well. So this morning, very, very briefly, but I believe extremely important, and I'm praying that it will be so powerful to us. Who is this man? In John chapter 8, verse 58, you will read a verse there that I believe if we understood it, and if we could comprehend it, and if we could live the truths that this verse reveals to us, it would change our lives almost unbelievably. Jesus said these words. He said to the Jews, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus had been talking to some Jews who, who had professed that they believed in him. And he had been speaking about Abraham. And he had told them that Abraham had got all excited when he saw the day of the Lord. And these Jews said, well, stop a minute. You're not even 50 years old. There is no way that you have met Abraham. And this is where Jesus said these words, before Abraham was, I am. There's three things that I would love for us to learn from this this morning. Things that I believe can radically help us and transform our lives to ones where Christ is at the center and everything we do revolves around his will. The first thing is this, Jesus knew who he was. Jesus was not confused about his identity. Sometimes people get identity crisis. Sometimes people are not sure who they are, what they are, but not so with Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. If you read the Gospels, you will see that on two occasions, God opened up the heavens. And spoke out to declare who he was. This is my son. This is my son. And you know as Jesus walked through this earth. There were many people who wanted to challenge him. We read of some of those two weeks ago. Some even said that he was demon possessed. But none of these things challenged him because Jesus knew who he was, that he was the son of God, that he was the Messiah. 
He had full assurance of it. And I want to ask you this morning, as, as you're here on this Christmas day, or if you're listening to it, this message on podcast, I want to ask you a question. Do you have that assurance, first of all, of who Jesus is? Has Jesus become so real to you that if people ask you, who is this man? You might reply, how long have you got? Because he means everything to me. He is my savior. Do you know that Jesus has saved you from your sin? You may know that Jesus died on a cross as an innocent man. But have you experienced Jesus as your savior? Have you made him the Lord of your life? In other words, are you following him? Have you seen Jesus in such a way that you have the same conviction about him as he does about himself? Are you convinced of who Jesus is? And secondly, do you have this assurance that you know who you are in Christ? You know, we have many brothers and sisters, Christians around the world, who right now, right now, are being challenged about their faith. Some of them are being given, being given ultimatums. They are being told, you either renounce your faith in Jesus or you die. That's the reality of it. My friends, you need to know who you are in Christ when that challenge comes. But I believe all of us as followers of Jesus, we can have this assurance that we know who we are in Christ in Christ, not who your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents were, but who you are today, what you have become, who God sees you as, not for your own achievements or lack of, but for who you are because of what Christ has made you. One of our readers this morning said that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Do you know that you are a new creation? Do you have that full assurance of it? So that if anyone, including the devil himself, stood in front of you and questioned you, you would know that you have been born again. That in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. Jesus had full assurance. Full assurance of who he was. And my friends, we can be as convinced, as sure as he was. This is the reality of being a Christian. Some people say, I hope I'm a Christian. That's no good. You may hope that one day you become successful at work. That same approach is no good concerning our faith in God. We must know whom we have believed and be fully convinced that he is able to save us. 
And if you haven't got that assurance, I've got good news for you. You're in the right place because you can receive it right here and right now. The second point in this scripture where Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is eternal. He has no beginning. Therefore, he will have no end. Revelation tells us that he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the first and he is the last. And as we said the other week, he is everything in between. Jesus has always been with the Father. And somehow in a miraculous way, he entered into a human body. He became a man. He died. God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says this, that he will never die again. That's a good place, if you're in the habit of doing it, to shout hallelujah. Because Jesus is alive. He will never die. He will never taste death again. Because once and for all, and now he is the eternal Son of God. Why is that so important? Because the life that he gives us is also eternal. It's not just some religion that we follow. It is eternal life that Christ gives us because he is himself eternal. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God, John says. He has always existed and he will always live, the Bible says, forever and forever. Let's come to our third point. He is now. Now, you English teachers, just hold on. It doesn't make sense, really. He is. Jesus said, I am. We usually say, I am something. I am hungry. I am tired. I am happy. Jesus said, I am. So we can say, he is, and he is now. He is now. You know, some people, some people who believe in Jesus, they spend so much of their time looking back to what God has done. And, and we can read our Bibles, and it's a good habit to do. We can read our Bibles, and we can look back to what God did in the days of Moses, or David, or Daniel, or even into the New Testament, the apostles. And we can get really excited of how God impacted those people's lives, and changed them, and brought about his will. Maybe... Maybe we look back in our own lives at a time when God did something and, and it's almost like a trophy, this season that, that has gone, this time in our lives when it seemed perhaps it was when we got, we got born again and everything seemed like a honeymoon. The sky was beautiful, blow, blue, the sun shone and everything was beautiful in our relationship with God but that was years ago you know 
being a Christian is not what is not what that's meant to be. Just where we keep looking back. <coughs> we live in the past. We talk about God, we talk about Jesus as something from the past. Neither are we just to look to the future. You know, we have an amazing future. We do. God has given us a little glimpse into heaven to see what it will be like. But you know, Christian life right now is not just about dreaming of what it will become. Maybe we dream that one day we will be changed. One day we will be following Jesus as we should. One day we will see God working in our lives. One day we will be in heaven. One day we will be like Jesus. One day all the sickness and the sorrow and the suffering and the tears will go. My friend, that is not what Jesus is all about. Yes, he's done some wonderful things. Yes, there's some amazing things for us to look forward to. But Jesus said, I am. I am. My friends, I don't want, and God doesn't want your experience of him to just be looking back. He doesn't want your experience to just be hoping of something better in the future. Jesus said to, it says to each one of us this morning, wherever we are at, whatever our experience is, he would walk up to us and say, hey, I am. I am. I am what? <laughs> I am everything. I am everything. My friends, this is the truth. If your body is sick this morning, Jesus walks up to you and says, I am. Not I used to. We don't just have to look at the miracles in the Bible where Jesus healed the lame and the blind and the deaf and the mute and raised the dead. Jesus doesn't walk up to us today and says, hey, I used to. Nor does he say, one day I will. He says, I am. If you're sick in your body this morning or your mind, He's the great I am. He is the great physician. When? Now. If you're going through troubles in your marriage, he walks up to you and he says, I am. I am what? I'm the restorer. I am the one that fulfills the word. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Whatever we're going through today, my friend, whatever is your experience, Jesus walks up to you right here, right now, Christmas morning, 2011, and says, I am. I am. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. What is it? What is it that you need God to do? What is it? Jesus says, I am. I am. You say, but this is a big need that I have. Jesus says, I am. I am.
I want, I want you to experience Jesus as he really is. I want you to embrace him in your hearts as the great I am. I want you to know him personally in a real way. Touching your lives. Bringing healing. Bringing restoration. Jesus Jesus walked up to Peter after Jesus had been raised from the dead. And he's, he said to Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, you, you know I do. He said, feed my sheep. He said, I am. I'm the restorer. He, in, he, he restored Peter's relationship. A woman was thrown at his feet once who was caught in adultery. He was the great I am because he brought her forgiveness. He brought her healing. He brought her dignity. He brought her life. There was a man that was on a cross beside Jesus and Jesus said to him today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, today, you'll be with me in paradise. He was his Great, I am. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if it encourages you, please read the miracles of the Bible. But don't just view them as a history. They're real today. Jesus still saves. Amen. Jesus still forgives. Amen. Jesus still delivers. Amen. Because he is the great I am. I want us to just listen to a song. I want us to listen to this song. We're going to learn this for next month. It's an amazing song. It talks about the great I am. And I pray that the words that we've heard this morning through the reading, through the worship, through the message and through this song, I pray that we will be so convinced that Jesus is our all. The Bible says, and this is on your notes at the end of your notes, that in him we are complete. We're complete in Christ Jesus. He is our completer. He is our all in all. Without him, we lack. But David said, because the Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing that I lack. My friends, there's no need for us to be in want. There really is not. There's no need for us to be in need. There's no need for us to suffer. There's no need for us to be away from God because Jesus Christ is the great I am. So we're going to listen to this song. Maybe the band could get ready to take the stage. Straight after this song, we're going to go into our last worship song and then we're going to pray.